Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Thee, Associate Editor. Special thanks to our sponsors and advertisers. It's Monday, June 21st, and this is our weekly wrap for the week ending June 18th. Four episodes ago, we looked at a number of 747 freighters being reactivated, plus the eminent induction of what could replace some of those 747s, the first 777-300ERSF. Jeff, that first 777-300ER has been inducted by IAI in Tel Aviv, and a few of those 747s earmarked for reactivation have taken to the skies again. Last week, your reporting uncovered an ACT Airlines 747-400 production freighter that re-entered service after a tail strike had left it out of service nearly one year ago. So tough time to be out of service for a production freighter, but that one is uh, now uh, back in the skies. That is a production freighter. We are still seeing some cargo carriers reactivate some mixed configuration equipment for both the 747 and the 777 platform. And, and that was a, a topic that surfaced uh, on multiple occasions in, in recent weeks and last week. What is the profile of some of the 747 slated to enter service with cargo carriers? It's pretty interesting because it's really a, a range of various types of 747-400s. And obviously some of those are full freighters, but they're older converted freighters that have been in storage for a while. And a few of them are nearing 30 years in age. But there are a few interesting exceptions. Um, The most obvious ones are the two China Airlines production 400 freighters that have been stored for, for almost 10 years. But those, we know that those are probably coming back into service at some point. Um, that's what Eddie Yu, head of cargo, told us recently. Um, another interesting exception is the uh, Super Tanker 747-400 freighter. Um, that's actually a, a converted freighter that is that had served in uh, firefighting duties for a while, but is now being restored uh, to, a, to a freighter configuration for national airlines. Um, and then apart from that, we know that there are a few passenger or combi 747-400s that are being reactivated for and will be joining the long tail aviation fleet. We think those are owned by a company called Jet One X. Um, and the first one is either nearing or yeah, will be entering service very, very soon. There was a, an ex-Virgin Atlantic. 747-400, but the other two are KLM combis that we think will also be uh, joining the long tail fleet pretty soon. So it's, it's, like I said, it's a really interesting mix of 747s. Yeah, definitely throwing the, the super tanker into the mix. That's uh, not something that, uh, you know, we, we expected to see uh, reconfigured as a, as a freighter after uh, uh, being converted to uh, super tanker configuration. But we've also seen at least one startup carrier take a 777 passenger aircraft and there are plans coming together to put that into uh, cargo service as well. Can you tell us a bit more about that? The, uh, this company is called 
Alice Cargo in Italy, and they're awaiting their AOC, um, as well as an STC approval for the, uh, the reconfiguration that they've made to two 20-year-old 777-200ERs. We, it's pretty interesting because their management um, has experience with, with well, freighter experience, um, having worked with Cargo Lux, Cargo Italia, Silkway, and Guitar Railways, and a few others. Um, they tell us that they haven't made a firm decision on, on freighters yet, but we, I would say that they would have to decide soon because the market isn't going to support these uh, passenger freighters, reconfigured passenger freighters forever. And the other thing is that there are slot constraints, as we know, for freighter conversions. So, and they might end up not taking freighter conversions, but in any case, they will have to decide soon. Uh, the other interesting thing is that they've gone for 777-200ERs, um, which is the, well, as opposed to 300ERs, which are the overwhelmingly the most popular type for these passenger freighter reconfigurations. Um, and there are, there've been about more than 60 actually, uh, whereas for the 200s, there've only been about 10. But maybe it was the, down to a matter of price or availability, we don't know. But um, yeah, interesting nonetheless. So going back to the economics of operating some of these uh, mixed configuration aircraft in, in, in cargo configuration, or at least um, using them to, to carry cargo. Um, you know, that, that does raise the question of, you know, how long will the, the economics uh, work out for, for these types of cargo only flights uh, without freighter equipment or without the optimal freighter equipment? Uh, our sister publication, Air Cargo World, uh, published a story that looked at the transatlantic uh, trade lane in particular and, and the decline in, in cargo only flights operated with uh, passenger equipment, you know, particularly as international passenger flights have resumed. This isn't the case on a, on a universal basis uh, that international passenger flights are, are returning at the same clip. On which routes or trade lanes are, are these types of passenger freighters or, or mixed configuration operations still possible? Yeah, it's definitely not the case universally, and we and we keep saying that uh, they've gone on for, for longer than we originally thought. But you know, even now in June twenty twenty one, they are still happening. And, and in fact, apart from the transatlantic market, um, not only is it still sensible, it, it's actually still, um, I guess, still critical, critically important for many other markets. Um, especially in Asia, Middle East, for example. And these carriers, carriers in these regions still operate significant numbers of cargo-only flights with reconfigured passenger aircraft. Um, and one interesting exception actually to North America is Air Canada. They actually still have seven 777-300ERs and five A330-300s. Um, operating a, a fairly substantial cargo-only network. And this may speak to their cargo ambitions, because we know they, they'll be 
entering the, the full freighter market with 767 conversions later this year. Um, and they're probably building up their market share and customer base. Um, but generally, you know, overall, there are still, we actually looked at this fairly recently, um, last week, in fact, and there are still, we think there are, there are still over, uh, over 100 active passenger aircraft that have been reconfigured that are flying cargo only. And that's leaving aside all the other um, non-reconfigured aircraft that are still flying with barely only cargo or, or cargo loaded on seats. So, you know, it's still fairly widespread, um, I'd say, apart from um, the transatlantic market. But even in that trade lane, we are still seeing um, these kinds of operations just to a lesser extent than, than a few months ago. That is that is certainly interesting, and even as uh, as there's a bit of a transatlantic uh, slowdown in, with these types of operations, it's important to recognize that you know, they continue they continue elsewhere. Um, so that's not the end of the story yet, uh, but certainly we do expect at some point uh, the economics will no longer make sense. I'm not going to try and predict when that date will arrive, um, but it but it's uh, it's on the horizon eventually. In the meantime, I mean, are we going to see these, 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 these seven four seven combis and the the passenger aircraft, uh, you know, removed from service as soon as those those economics uh, no longer favor uh, the the cargo uh, operations with this this type of equipment, or is there is there an opportunity to to further convert or or reconfigure those? Well. Uh... We don't know, but I think with the 747s, it's a possibility. And we had hints of that happening um, when we talked to, to the people involved. Um, and certainly for the combis, it would be less of an effort to, to convert them to full freighters. Um, and keep in mind, those combis aren't very old. So that's, you know, could make sense in the long run. Um, as for the triple sevens, we don't know yet. We'll have to see, you know, whether there are additional triple seven conversion programs um, in the works. But for now, we'll, we'll just have to see. Um, and you know, moving down the scale a bit, we see that BlackRock is is making a move on seven five seven conversions, which is both interesting and, and significant, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Uh, so these will be the first 757 conversions for BlackRock's aviation fund. Uh, the, there, there was an order for four with Precision Aircraft Solutions, which owns the, the STC to convert uh, that type. Um, BlackRock is, is not new to freighter operations. They've owned 747 production freighters in the past, but uh, in, in the past uh, 12 months or so, there, there really has been a, a focus on, on freighters and, and the narrow body conversion segment in particular. Um, so they, they started a project to convert 737-800s uh, with AEI, with the AEI-STC. Uh, and although... BlackRock is, is not completely new to the 757 platform. They, they actually had owned a, a 757 production freighter. Um, 
yeah, this is this is a, a new development. Of course, the, the seven five seven uh, conversion is is or the seven five seven is is larger than the seven three seven eight hundred. Uh, so this order certainly demonstrates uh, the the continued strong demand for this older type. Uh, and if I had to, um, you know, uh, speak to their their rationale a bit, BlackRock has been in the market actively you know, marketing the, the 737-800 conversions since those were all taken on a speculative basis without an operator lined up. And, um, you know, I, I can imagine the realization that many of the carriers, uh, particularly in the Asia Pacific region where uh, the aircraft is still popular with, um, with express carriers, uh, many of which uh, you know, continue to grow their fleets. So the YTO expresses SF Airlines and and uh, some other carriers as well in in Russia and elsewhere. Um, you know, continue to grow this this fleet segment. Uh, another possible factor could be that compared to the seven three seven eight hundred, which we typically think of as a replacement type for the seven three seven classic freighters, it's still early days for what could play out to be the successor to. Uh, to 757 freighters, which is the uh, the A321. And even though there are two active programs, this is still a relatively recent development. Uh, conversion slots remain limited. And of course, EFW and, and 321 Precision Conversions, the two companies involved uh, are the two SDC holders. They're working to, uh, to increase capacity uh, and add conversion slots but this doesn't happen overnight. So it is going to take some time. We saw this with the 737-800 as well. There was a slow ramp up and, and now look at how many are, are being re-delivered on a, on a monthly basis. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, that program has really ramped up. Um, so even as an established program, 757 freighter remains popular with, uh, with existing operators. Uh, and, and even new operators as well. Um, you wrote a story on, on Amerijet preparing for its first 757-200. This is a, a new fleet type uh, for the 767 operator. And in Amerijet's case, they, they apparently have five more on the way. Astral Aviation is another um, newcomer to the type. They're adding their their first, with their plan to add their, their first 757s as early as later this year. So uh, there's still there's still a lot happening with that program. There certainly is, and it's great to see it's still joining new operators, isn't it? Especially, you know, both Ameriget and Astral have operated the 767, and there is a there is space in the market for a narrow body type like the 757 so we'll uh, we'll see especially astral we think we have an idea where those might be coming from but we will we will see that's all for today thank you for tuning into this episode of cargofax connect for more multimedia content like this check out cargofax.com and search cargofax connect on itunes and spotify join us again next time